Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the post-Halloween depression show. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, all the way from the land of the East Bridgewater, is the blonde bombshell herself, Miss Ann Carrigan. Well, good evening. Yeah, post-Halloween depression is right. Mm, poor thing, poor baby. Uh in my office and cry. Did you take down your Halloween decorations? You're leaving them up till next year. <laughs> I took down the outside ones. I haven't taken the ones down inside, though. <laughs> really? But, you know, there's only so many hours in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. I can so still anyway, enjoy them inside. Yeah. We had, uh, we had a, a kind of cool experience. I know we talked about it on the morning show a little bit, but... Uh, it, it was kind of neat having you at the table there when we did the table tipping thing, and I thought that was really, really neat. And uh, it was a good, interesting experience. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about it. For those who don't know, uh, at the Halloween Spooktacular, which is really a Halloween party, um, <laughs> uh, Ann and I and, and Leslie Madden and about uh, I don't know, six or seven other people sat around a big table round table and mm-hmm. we did a little table tipping and one of the first spirits that came through was a little dude called william right yes mm-hmm. yes yes william was there um yeah. it was it was quite an interesting table tipping uh time table mm-hmm. tipping time stay that three times fast tip, um tip, 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 tip. <laughs> you can't say it once i just did well anyways Yes, so um, we had a spirit named William come through who had um, made previous visits to the VC before at other events. Yes. And uh, all was fine. Everything was fine when William was there. And, you know, he was just um, giving us some rapping and some giving us some love. Giving us some love. He's yep. just a friendly, he's like Casper, you know. Yeah, and um, and that that was pretty cool because we could we could actually hear well feel everybody you know had their hands flat on the table. Yeah, um, and it was a big table, you know, it was a big round banquet table, so it was not like a light little gentle you know teeny table. It was a big heavy round banquet table, mm-hmm. and people were hearing like the, like I could feel. The, the knocks I felt, cl- they had to be close by my hands because I could feel the vibration. And um, but people in other areas were saying, "Well, I, I feel it over here." So it's a little freaky. Mm. Um, and then we asked him, as we asked questions, the knocking and the tapping kind of started to go into this, like almost pers- imperceptible. Um, movement the mm-hmm. table 
just started to move ever so slightly. And then as we asked more questions and we talked to William, it, it started to go faster. Yeah. So, but it was kind of like it was still, even though it was going faster, it was like, you know, kind of like a gentle rhythm, you know. Yeah. And, um, and everything was fine. And what happened, what happened to make it stop? He just, he just went away? Or? Yeah, pretty much that was it. The, uh, the, uh, wasn't it the, uh, the jaw came, did the jaw come closer? Was that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had the little, we had like a little spirit jar in the middle of the table. That, yeah. Um, um, who gave that? Did Sandra give that Sandra to you? Sandra Chase, yeah. Well, Sandra I Chase stole, gave... stole it from her, but yeah. That's... Oh, you stole it from her. I thought she gave it to you. Oh, I did. I said, oh, I want one of those. And she said, here, have it. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's I not do that all the time. You know, I, I, I saw the, the wax skull at the, at the party that uh, Sue brought in. And I said, oh, I want one of those. And she said, here, have it. So. <laughs> Sue and Doug. I, I must have that, you know, Jedi mind trick stuff. You're a moocher. That's all you are. Yeah, that could be it, too. <laughs> they just can't say no to Van Helsing. Yeah. Uh, so, right. Right, as the table was moving back and forth, and it was, you know, going a good clip, the yep. the little spirit jar, which is kind of like a, um, almost a, like a uh, preserves kind of jar, you know, it's got like a hinged lid, you know, um, it yep. has a little um, little LED, LED light in the bottom, and some cool keys tied around the outside of it. So, like, as soon as the table begins to move, you know, even if it's slight, like the keys kind of start, you can see the keys moving. Yeah. Which is, is really, it's awesome for table tipping. Mm -hmm. uh, but the jaw was going closer and closer and closer and closer just to Leslie, mm -hmm. um, who was leading the whole table tipping experience. Yeah. And then finally it got uh, right in front of her, mm -hmm. but it was still upright. Oh, right. Yeah. And we it, had it, asked. It, it's, we it asked stopped in front of her. Right. Right. It stopped in front of her. And then I said, you know, I, I'm always looking, you know, always looking for things. And I, you know, so I, you know, it's easy to keep this table going one way. So I said to the spirit, can you make, make a turn? Can you make a turn? And then the jar itself began to turn, which was kind of fun. Right. Yeah. Right. Because really, then, that's a big, that's a big heavy right. table. It would take a lot of energy to turn that table. Yeah. Well, we, we, did, we moved that, the one at Rose Island. But anyways, and pretty much that was the end of William. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then and then are you gonna say it or am I gonna say oh, it? Oh you. I love your voice. Oh, oh. <laughs> So then um it's everything kinda of stopped with William and all of a sudden we had some kind of different energy come through. And the table started to move in really slow, deliberate movements. Just, yeah. you know, like, like, like it was being shoved. Yeah, know? like, you know, like the music from Jaws. Yeah, it was like, and then it got faster and faster and fast. But at first, I mean, it was very slow and deliberate movement. Oh, yeah. For, heavy, very for quite heavy. a while. Yeah. And, um, Nobody was Leslie like said, that. hmm? Nobody was liking it. Nobody liked it. Everybody was freaked out immediately. It was just not a good energy. Leslie said, you know, this is not a good energy. We only welcome um, 
you know, uh, uh, spirits that mean us no harm. But this was just not a nice, not a nice energy. And as we said, you know, we asked questions, who are you? We weren't getting any answers. And the table was going faster. Mm. Boom, 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 boom. And it was really just malevolent and really menacing and um, kind of scary. You know, it was, it, was, it was kind of frightening to me. And it just got to a point where everybody was freaked out. The table's now really violently going back and forth. And yeah, the, we were the all glass, like... The, the jar gets tipped over, the, thrown over. Yeah, yeah, the spirit jar actually tipped over. It was moving so violently, right in front of Leslie. Yeah. And I was like, you need to go, you need to go. And everybody was like, you know, just go. And it was kept going. And I just said, all right, I'm all done. Lift my hand up off the table. And it stopped. Yeah. Table stopped. I'm like, and wow. The interesting <laughs> thing about it, too, is was the table was going, uh, it wasn't going like towards you or back for you. Like you could control the movement of it. It was going the opposite away from you. So which was kind of right. interesting. So, yeah. It so was not, that, was, that yeah. was our exciting little thing, and, and John was there from uh, Florida, and, and Kirsten was there from Spooky yeah. Blues from the chat room, and so yep. Yep. yeah, John yeah, came so, to see us all the way from Florida. Hi, John. Yeah, John's in chat. John's and, in chat. So and Beth's mother from uh, Seattle was there too. So it was Washington, good. right? Yeah. 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 So, anyways, we have our guest on the line. That's our little Halloween story we, we wanted That's, to reach yep. out. So without further ado, let me bring to you uh, a man. I assume he's a man. His name is Van Renier of the Whispers Estate. Is Are you there, Van? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me on, guys. Did I mess your name up at all? Nope. It was right on. Van Renier. Ah, yes. That never <laughs> happens. Hi, Van. <laughs> I am. In all it fairness, absolutely never happens. He, he crucifies everybody's name. That's amazing. In, in all fairness, he sent it to me phonetically. Oh, well, that's helpful. That's helpful. She's been that helping. Work, you yeah. could have gotten high marks for that, and you just... Yeah, wow. well, I don't lie. You know that. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> kind of painful. <laughs> true. So, Van, um, when you tell us, I mean, the, the reason that, that I even got you on the, the show and everything is, is I got an interesting post by Jessica from New York who uh, stayed at your place and, and, and was telling all kinds of interesting and showing neat pictures of it. So for those who don't know, can you tell us uh, where you are and, and, and how people can get in touch with you, your website and all that cool stuff? Sure. Uh, we're in uh, South Indiana. Uh, the, whisper, the website is whispersestate.com. Uh, if you Google us, you'll come up with, I think, seven or eight pages full of uh, content on the house. Um, the house was built in uh, the earliest trick we have is 1894. Uh, there are two doctors that lived in the house uh, around the turn of the century. Uh, one of them had his medical practice in the house for roughly 27 years. Um, reportedly, he was a good doctor, but a bad man. Uh, the the uh, rumors persist that he took liberties of female patients, did unethical uh, operations, uh, abortions on a number of his own mistresses. Um, a number of children passed away in the house. The most recent uh, the passing was in 1974 by a nine-year-old special needs boy. And eight years prior to that, uh, his father had a uh, the onset of a fatal heart attack in the house. 
Uh, so in the 120 years of the house, uh, there's been six confirmed deaths. Uh, we believe two more, but we can't confirm those yet. Uh, and that doesn't include any of the patients that may have passed away during the doctor's uh, medical practice in the house. So, uh-huh. Yeah. So there's there's more to it, but there's no way I can go ahead and. I'd be I'd be talking way too long to try and give you all the details of, but that's that's pretty much the gist. There's reportedly a vortex in the house. Um, yeah, that's one of the things I actually wanted to talk to you about. But what, what's your web your website? You gave it out already, right? It was uh, whispers. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Whispers so, Estate. Sorry. Good. All right, dot Now, how did you before we get into the vortex and all that other cool stuff? How did you end up with the house? Uh, did you get it? Was it was part of a event night for Mid South Paranormal Investigation. Uh, I think it was September twenty second, uh, two thousand seven, and I had heard some amazing stories about the house. Uh, and I said, "There's no way that this could be possible. If all these things are true, it'd be all over the news, be all over media, and everything like that." And so it was part of the event night. I went there uh, Saturday at like ten or ten thirty or so. Five and a half hours in the investigation, not not a damn thing had happened. So going into the sixth hour, yeah, going into the sixth hour, the fit hit the shan, and I almost rode <clears throat> my britches twice. I mean, it was, I was like, oh my god, this is this is freaking intense. Um, it's, I was hooked after that. Uh, I went back uh, every couple weekends after that for the next four months uh, until I approached the owner uh, about buying the house. I heard rumors that he was freaking out because of what's happening that he couldn't deal with it. And uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was a better person by being able to live in the house when he wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, anyways. So I ended <laughs> up buying it four months after my first visit. Uh, closed wow. on it March 6, 2008. Wow. That's, that's kind of amazing that, I mean, how many, you know, events do you go to and then you end up buying the house, you know? That's yep. that's cool. Yep. <laughs> it's, you know, it's that's, two that's hours like- away that's like Are the hair club for men, you know. I, I'm not just the uh, CEO; I'm a client. You know? <laughs> right. I'm a member. <laughs> yeah. It's two but, hours away from. I still live and work in Indianapolis. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually live in northeast of Indianapolis, uh, but the house is in Mitchell, which is about an hour and a half south. Um, wow. So yeah, I, I bought it with the intent of driving, uh, commuting back and forth, and uh, that didn't work out because I wasn't getting any rest, and then uh, oh. any rest in the house. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, right. yeah, I've had it uh, six and a half years now, and wow. uh, yeah. So you, you for six and a half years, you've been able to uh, investigate and document the goings on at this uh, place. Yep, but it's not just me though. We have uh, I, I'm, I'm uh, lucky enough to have uh, probably I guess the core group of three uh, volunteers. Uh, all the money that comes into the house goes back into the house. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't get any money out of it, neither do they. Um, mm-hmm. But then we have a, uh, a number of other volunteers that's helped out over the last uh, four or five years. So, but the first two and a half, three years, I was doing it all all by myself. Oh, God bless you. Um, sorry? God bless you. That's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, 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 let's see. So, yeah, we've got... Uh, I, Drew some floor plans for the house. We don't have anything official. Uh, it's not the scale, but uh, amazingly enough, we have hot times that are not every room, but most of the rooms throughout the house throughout the night. But things happen day and night. Um, but we haven't updated the hot time sheet for probably, I don't know, about eight months or so now. 
Mm-hmm. But anyways. What are, what are some of the um, things that happen in the house? Um, I mean, you said day and night. Is there like a common thing that happens or are there just a lot of different things? There's a lot of different things. When I first uh, visited the house in 2007, it was mostly uh, audible uh, interaction. You could hear the footsteps of Rachel walking across the floor. You could hear her singing. Um, you could hear Dr. John. I mean, it was really cool. When you, you know, in my first visit to the house, when you, you crack a joke about Dr. John being a quack and you hear him respond back, I mean, you know, it's not fake. I mean, you actually hear him, I mean, real deep. Uh, raspy laughing, which will we believe it was him. Um, mm-hmm. However, it, it's possible with recent things that it might not have been him. But um, disembodied voices uh, were really common. Uh, they're more common now, uh, but it's more of the the darker, uh, less pleasant stuff. Uh, playing with children. Uh, there's at least two children in the house. Um, mm-hmm. You could play with Rachel and the and the dolls. The dolls will go off spontaneously, almost on command at times. Uh, with Gary, you can uh, you can play Matchbox cards, and the Matchbox cards will move on their own. Um, <laughs> he he he's really mischievous in the sense that he'll jiggle a doorknob, especially if somebody's walking up to the door, or if they're in the room uh, by themselves. But we've had groups of like eight or nine people in the room, uh, mm-hmm. you know, trying for like five minutes to get the door to open up, and they'll do it multiple times. It doesn't happen every time. Uh, understandably, but uh, but in I think after about the first six to eight months I owned the house, um, well, I think it was starting to change uh, prior to buying the house, but I wasn't, didn't notice that stuff. Um, it's gotten more to where people have been scratched, uh, scraped. Um, mm-hmm. We've had at least probably four dozen attacks in the house, one of which required a trip to the hospital. Oh, oh my God. So, yeah. Wow. So there's there's been some uh, there's been some bad things happening in the house, but uh, it's really cool when uh, well whatever it is, as long as you're not the one that has to go to the hospital. Um, <laughs> right. So, you know, it's yeah, interesting we, because I I was looking on your website for some pictures, and I actually hopped over onto your Facebook page, um, which if anybody's interested, it's Whispers Estate on Facebook, um, and I saw the, there's a couple pictures of different scratches. Uh, yeah, and those those look pretty intense. Yeah, those are nasty. Uh, they're like they're actually more like welts. Uh, yeah, uh, there's one from about a week and a half to about two weeks ago. Uh, I don't know, probably about eight inches wide, a whole bunch of marks, and, and people. Some people oh. said those looked like finger uh, finger scratches, or one person said it looked like it was an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's one uh, about two weeks prior to that. Uh, and this looks like uh, I'm going on the ones I think you're talking about. Recent ones within the last month. Um, let's see. This one. This one says from September 16th. Um, kind of down, like vertically going up and down someone's back. Um, and, but there was another one. Let me look at the other one. Um, this one. There's one that um, almost looked like it was a, a whip. September, uh, yeah, was, September 28th, um, yeah. someone, com- a guy complained about a pain on his back, and we looked and found this. This is That's the one that I'm kind of looking at right now. But, right. Yeah. Is that the ones that go, look like they go to the left side? Yeah, they're, well, they're going across the middle of the back. Yeah. Um, 
like, like I said, uh, <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time. Uh, right. The last week God, of September, uh, yeah, uh, the, the last week of September, uh, there's a festival in town, and mm-hmm. we have people come through for flashlight tours. Uh, Ten dollars a person lasts about an hour, uh, and if something happens during the tour, you know that that tour obviously gets delayed uh, because everything is happening there, and that the you know people wanting to investigate it, we take photos of the anything that happens and such. Uh, but we usually can go through about 150 to 170 people oh, wow. every night. And, and uh, we're, we're usually doing flashlight tours from like 6 or 7 in the evening till you know, 3 or 4 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we're going through a lot of people. Uh, so September, the last week of September and then through October, because of how many people come through because of their interest in Halloween, uh, it right. does seem to happen more during that time frame. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, I see the Sorry. picture. I see the pictures now in the timeline. I was in your picture pictures, but um, yeah, there's some interesting photos. This one is from uh, October 29th. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, wow, that's kind of uh, frightening. We, did, we, did, we have a question from the uh, Pararex chat room, and they, they wanted to know what kind of injury would send someone to a hospital. Not scratches, evidently. No. Um... There's been reports of uh, go on the second floor uh, going up to the third floor. Uh, there are some newly be- newly built stairs. They used to be one of these old, uh, you know, pull down uh, spring loaded staircase going up to the attic. Mm-hmm. And uh, a number of years ago, there was a, a full staircase put in, and we've had a number of people report that they've gotten pushed to the side and shoved, and you know, the breezes of air and the, the spider web feelings, whatever, up and down those stairs. Um, mm-hmm. And an individual was pushed up at the top of the stairs. Uh, I think they were one or two steps down from the top, and they get pushed down. And at the time, we didn't have any handrails on the stairs. Oh. Uh, so they ended up uh, having to go to the, the hospital and get the eight stitches uh, in their right eyebrow. Uh, Ouch. And they got scars on both of their arms. So, yeah. so, so Van, I mean, this uh, this you know is a little bit disconcerting because, I mean, how does it affect you as an owner? I, I assume you're liable for for the the injuries, correct? Uh, for the injuries and stuff like that, if it's negligence on our behalf, yes. Uh, I'm not taking too light of a uh, of an attitude towards it, but the government doesn't really acknowledge paranormal activity, mm-hmm. so. Uh, as long as it's not negligent on our beha- on my behalf, uh, you know, uh, I, I guess it's uncharted territory. Uh, but we do have insurance for it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of, I, I guess we're hoping for the best. Yeah, I can understand that. Now you talked about Rachel. Is Rachel is a little girl spirit? Yes. Um we can't find any uh, historical evidence of her other than a fire. Uh, but the story goes is that Rachel was in, uh, uh, adopted by Dr. John and Jesse Gibbons uh, in the early 1900s. And around uh, see, night, Christmas Day, on or around Christmas Day, 1912, um, that she, there's two main stories. One is that she was downstairs sneaking a peek at Christmas gifts. Around mm-hmm. Christmas Day, and uh, got too close and opened flame, and a fire ensued. And mm-hmm. she passed away a few days later upstairs in the second floor bedroom. Mm-hmm. And the other, the other story, and there's evidence that the fire 
Um, and the earliest record or earliest report we have of somebody in the story was uh, a gentleman who still lives in town uh, from 1979. Excuse me, when he mm -hmm. lived in the town for about or lived in the house for about six months mm -hmm. uh, before he moved into a permanent location. Hmm. Now, um, you do these uh, tours and do. Do you, uh, is, is it a and b at all? Uh, you know, I really hadn't had a chance to fully explore your site. Do you? Do you... I hope not. <laughs> no, it used to be a bed and breakfast. Um, we ended up stopped doing the bed and breakfast for a couple different reasons, uh, two of which was that we ended up having people uh, uh, steal some items, uh, one of which uh, being Rachel's uh, music box. And uh, oh, believe geez. it or not, yeah. Uh, believe it or not, we had people that were so afraid uh, that they wouldn't go ahead and take the shoes off, but they would still sleep underneath the bed sheets. So in the winter, when it was, you know, yeah. bad snow and stuff outside, the, the bed sheets started getting all torn up. Oh, jeez. And we ended up going through a lot. So that plus the, not shoplifting, but uh, this, the theft, uh, we decided to stop doing that. Oh, I'm sorry to so, hear that. That's too bad, and I, it's, it's sad that so many, so many places have that happen. The Victorian had it happen, and then the Collinwood has had that happen. At the end at Washington Square. Yeah, so, yeah, so many places. Yeah. Like, why do people feel compelled to do that? I just I don't understand it. Well, we can't, we can't prove it, but from two of the thefts, they weren't real ghost hunters. They were casual uh, people just there for the... For the bed and breakfast aspect of it. Uh -huh. um, so, yeah. So now we don't allow, uh, I guess, people coming into the rooms or, or renting a room um, mm. because we, you know. Yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That, that, we have to come up, we're coming up to break right now, so uh, we're going to have to scratch that off our, our visit list, uh, Ian, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we can stay someplace up. else and go visit it. <laughs> you get that scratch that off? I thought that was a great pun. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, anyways, we got to take a break. So, uh, Ben, you're going to hold on. And we, we'll talk to you a few more sure. minutes after the break. And then we're actually going to have Jessica join us, uh, who just came back from your place. So she's going to tell us about oh, okay. her experiences. So, anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, Planet Paranormal, wherever. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there.
Everything you heard about witches is true. Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten places and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts, honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. Founded by Salem witches, Sean Poirier and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests to step through the veil into a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com or call 978-740-9783. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest from the Whispers Estate in Mitchell, Indiana, Van. We're back. Great. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so, so anyways, Vian, uh, one of the things uh, I, we kind of br- brushed over, but you said that uh, originally when you did that first investigation, and I was going to ask you at that time, but we kind of get, get off the track, is that the first few hours nothing happened, and then you said, oh, all hell broke loose, and uh, <laughs> you had to change your pants or something. But uh, – Yeah. <laughs> What was it that that impressed you so much that you know that created that larger impression on you? Um, it was probably about three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, and uh, it uh, the best thing I can explain it as it sounded like a Hollywood soundtrack for a haunted house, uh, mm-hmm. but it was it was a low moan. Uh, it was like wind breezing through the house. Uh, but the previous owner and other people who had been in the house before, they said that's usually what starts happening before things start happening. Uh, it was kind of like the prelude to it. And it went for about two minutes. And for probably about six, eight months after that, anytime I heard the recording, I'd get chills up and down my spine. But back at that night, you know, it would, it would pick up and then it would start to drop down. And then anybody tried to say anything, it would pick back up as if to say, ah, I'm not done yet. <laughs> it went for two minutes, and it was like, oh, my God. And anytime somebody started to say something, it would continue to pick up an intensity. And then when we'd wow. shut up, it would start dropping back down. Um, 
And then a few moments after that, uh, we were calling up to Rachel, and we heard, uh, I mean, you know, I, I've been on investigation to a number of other places prior to going to Whisper State, and everything that we had to, we always had to uh, review, uh, you know, content afterward. We'd have to go back and listen to five hours of audio or uh, watch six or seven hours of video and look for any anomalies. I mean, this was immediate. And you could hear Rachel skipping across the floor, and she started coming downstairs until somebody that was facing away from the stairs freaked out, and he started <laughs> scooting their chair around. And, I mean, she was skipping and singing, you know, la, 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 la. And then when they moved the chair, she stopped, and you could hear her. It, it Basically, she turned around and ran upstairs, and her footsteps faded into nothingness. Um, wow. We heard what what I've called, what we called at the night, was uh, the old hag. It sounded like the Wicked Witch from the old... And this was all... Everything I'm telling you was in the span of like an hour, an hour and a half. Oh, my God. Uh, it sounded like the Wicked Witch of uh, the West, you know? And uh, <laughs> uh, she said two things, and I was just looking over the uh, uh, my analysis of that night earlier today. <laughs> and, you know, it says in a real raspy voice, get out now. I, mm. I can't do the Wicked Witch voice, you know, but it was... <laughs> Uh, imagine, okay. uh, you know, uh, and your little dog, too, but it was, you know. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm, I'm sitting here, and I got uh, a Sony camcorder, and I got a whole bunch of batteries, and, uh, I mean, I start fumbling around, and they're like, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm just trying to change out the battery. I didn't want it to run out in the middle of something happening. Right. Um, right. Uh, there, people started smelling what was the doctor or what we attribute to the doctor. And it smells like brute and old spice mixed together. I mean, it's really strong and pungent. When you get it in your, you get that nasty, nasty taste in your mouth. Ew. And the people on the other side of the room were, were, they're looking around, they're trying to find out what the smell is. And I'm like, you guys are on crack. I don't smell anything. <laughs> but then it, it started going around the room. The person to the left of them or to their right started smelling something. And then the, to their right. And then it came around to the person to my left. And I'm thinking, you guys are still on crack. I don't smell. And then all of a sudden, I felt a whoosh of air in front of me. And nobody was moving in front of me. I mm -hmm. felt a whoosh of air. And then I smelled strong, pungent odor. And then as if, you know, Dr. John was standing right in front of me, sizing me up, looking me wow. up and down. And then another whoosh of air went, you know, to my right. Uh, and then the, that person smelled it. So, I mean, um, so anyways, uh, I mean, within the first 45 minutes or so, you know, I had to make a serious decision. Okay, do I go near the stairs where things were happening? And this is, we were all in the same room downstairs. Uh, so nobody had moved around or done anything, but I had to say, okay, do I, you know, do I take a chance and go near the front stairs, uh, mm -hmm. but go out the front door? Or <laughs> do I springboard off the loveseat couch, plow through a double pane window and chance busting the shoulder? <laughs> and so this this all happened within a few moments, you know. I mean, it's, it's like two seconds. I said, "Yep, I can pay for the new window," you know, and chance busted his shoulder because I'd never experienced this stuff before. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But over the last six and a half years, um, you know, uh, I've, I've experienced a number of things to the point where it's like, oh, you know, it takes a lot to scare the crap out of me now. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I I've been run out of the house three times. <laughs> uh, the most recent of which has been, uh, let's see, 20, September 27th, 2011. And this was at the end of one of those week-long Simmons festivals. We had a girl on Friday, uh, you know, after five days, four or five days of the, the, the flashlight tours. And uh, 
she got scratched underneath the stairs, the same stairs where somebody got pushed down. Um, this was probably, I don't know, four months after the person got pushed down. Uh, so she was nine and a half years old. She got scratched. There was nobody behind her. Uh, she had marks on her. Uh, so at that tour, I went upstairs and I uh, stayed underneath the stairs. When the get when the tour went up to the floor, I'd stay down in that uh, in what we call the nursery room, and I started provoking underneath the stairs. So for the rest of that night, you know, from like ten o'clock on to like three or four in the morning, for that Friday night and then Saturday night, uh, I was provoking underneath the stairs, and I did it quite aggressively. And uh, I regret doing that now, but. Uh, Saturday mm. night, uh, the last guest left about three o'clock, and I sent all the volunteers home uh, or a little bit earlier than that. And the guests had left. They were uh, friends of the house. They had had uh, their homecoming party uh, at the house for a couple of hours, and they mm-hmm. all left about three o'clock. And they kept they forgot the keys one time, and then they forgot to leave a flashlight at the house the second time. And so when they're pulling away, you can still hear the car pulling away, and uh, I heard a loud explosion in the house. My God. And uh, I was like, oh, crap, I'm in the house by myself. And then I heard four or five thunder footsteps, you know, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. I started freaking out. And uh, I said, okay, it's just your imagination, just your imagination. And then I heard the explosion downstairs, two rooms behind me, which was in the doctor's room. Mm-hmm. And I heard what sounded like medical instruments getting knocked over. And we didn't have anything like that in those rooms at the time. Wow. And then I heard another three or four thunder footsteps coming forward. And... When, it, when, the, when the footsteps stopped the second time, it was right around the corner from where I was at on the couch. Mm-hmm. And that's in a, in a moment that I'm like, oh, crap, I was just provoking for the last night and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, and here I am by myself. And that, the, they the got it out for is, you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> don't get to choose when they respond. Right. You know, it, it, they get to choose, and they're going to do it when they get the, when they have, when it makes the most impact. Uh, I guess the formatic way you can, if they have to spell X amount of energy to make Y impact, they're going to do it when it makes the yep. most uh, impact. And so I grabbed my crap, I uh, got my keys, got my jack, and I ran out of the house. Um, That's I spent a good the idea. house. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> if I don't think it would have been that intense if I hadn't been provoking for a night and a half. Um, right. And uh, I don't like to spend the night in the house by myself anymore. But I have done it uh, on a couple days or if I'm not provoking. Uh, now, I, I know that provoking might not be the best uh, act, course of action in investigating anyways, um, but when we're doing the flashlight tours, you know, we want the guests to have, uh, we want the roller coaster ride to get a little wild, but we don't want anybody to get hurt, and we don't exactly. want it to get derailed. So, Man, it, I, I hate to tell you this, but we got Jessica on the line, so we're going to have to bring her on, and we're running out of time. But uh, Okay. It's been all fascinating stuff, and it. it, it uh, you ever do a live broadcast from there at all? Uh, we have done it in the past. It's in a small town, and the, the internet connection isn't that great. Uh-huh. Uh, so we've done a, a video feed. This is like four years ago. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to go ahead and do a live streaming video there, but uh, I don't know if the internet connection can handle it. Hmm, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a road wow. trip, man. Pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Dan, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's all fascinating stuff. Uh, I, I'm so glad I ran across it. Uh, once again, it's the Whispers Estates. Uh, you can join them on Facebook. 
Uh, also, visit their website. Uh, we want to thank you so much, and you have a good evening. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me Thanks, on. Thanks, man. Nice Thank you. Care. Right. Wow, that was cool, huh? Kind of frightening. Wow. Frightening? Frightening. I mean, it sounds like a really kind of... Thunder you know, and lightning, very, very frightening. Well, right, but it's, it's, it's not, a, not, a nice, uh, not a nice spirit in there. Galileo. Oh, be quiet. Don't say. <laughs> scare, you'll scare our audience. Yeah, anyway... So we've actually have somebody on the line now who just got back from there. So now, now we heard it from the guy who owns the house. Now we're going to hear it who somebody from someone who visited it. And this is someone that I've met several times, and I have to always have to admit it's been a pleasure. Um, she is from New York, and she is Jessica. Jessica, are you there? Hi, Ron. Yes, I'm here. How are you? Hi, Jessica. <laughs> Good. How are you doing? It's Good to talk to you again. Have you met Anne, Jessica? I can't remember. Pardon me? Have you met Anne? Yes, um, I've met Anne at some of your events in the past. Uh, oh, okay. okay. I thought I so. Sure. I thought the name sounded familiar. <laughs> so, so Jessica, most recently you... at Spirit Quest, I think. Oh, yeah, oh, that's okay. right. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, anyways, you just got back from there. You want to tell us about your little adventure there? Sure. Um, the, re- the whole reason I uh, was there is because uh, my sister lives nearby, uh, and she is actually a volunteer at Whispers. She just started volunteering there th- over the summer, and does um, she gives the flashlight tours. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, when we were thinking of something to do for Halloween, she um, suggested suggested um, that I fly out to see her, and we do the Halloween event at Whispers, which was the all night um, event. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's why I was there. And um, the Halloween event is, uh, was, was great. It was, um, it went until about 6 in the morning. A lot of different stations set up at different parts of the house. Um, you know, I've been to several pretty haunted locations in the past few years. This is probably the creepiest place I've ever been, <laughs> wow. just from what you heard Dan talking about. It, it was pretty creepy. Wow. It's, it sounds incredibly uh, dark. I guess, for lack of a better word. Even in the daytime, <laughs> yes. I, even in the daytime, uh, I was there um, on a few different occasions um, over the weekend, and um, it just has that feeling, doesn't matter what time of day it is. It, it could be midnight, it could be 3, it could be 8 in the morning. It's got that same feeling. Mm. Wow. Now, one thing, and I, and I forgot to ask Van about it, and so I'm going to ask you about it, is there's a room there with the vortex. What, what is a vortex there and and what type of experiences does one have there uh just judging from um what i i know from um you know whispers uh facebook and um you know from my sister volunteering there and tim weisberg's show the ghost stalkers they did it they just recently did their first episode was there too so they were investigating the the vortex portal um i would think that it would be um you know, a means for entities, non-human spirits, whatever you like, to, be, to come through. At Whispers, um, I was told it was almost like in a straight line from the parlor um, corner up through the top of the house, um, up to the red room, which is in the attic. Um, and Ron, if you saw my pictures on Facebook, that's where I was standing next to the next to the skull. So, um, and Dan didn't really get to talk about it, but he told us over the weekend that 
Um, you know, he's tried to sleep in the vortex room, uh, the room where the red room where the vortex is, and um, had been unable to wake up from some pretty terrible nightmares. Um, yeah. And yes, we spent some time up there. Um, nothing outright happened, you know, that I would consider of a paranormal nature. But um, it was um, it was interesting to uh, you know they had some mirrors set up to um, just in case they were a means of, um, you know, part of the portal, that kind of thing. But interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, I, I saw a picture on your, on your uh, Facebook page, Jessica, of, of, of a woman's face. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, that was the second night. So that uh, Friday night was Halloween. We did the all-night investigation with um, like 10 people or so. Uh, Saturday night was a smaller group of just the volunteers. And um, we decided to do some uh, mirror gazing. And I did something similar at your event, Spirit Quest, in the, um, in the dark room with the oh, strobe yeah. light. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the night previous, my sister, um, one of the stations, part of, of the Halloween event, is um, just the two of us on the second floor where Rachel and Jesse's room are in the servants' quarters. Uh, so my sister was in Jesse's room alone mirror gazing in that mirror that uh, is in the picture. And I was in Rachel's room alone for about 15 minutes and did the same. Um, she reported some very um, noticeable face transfiguration, um, her face twisting, different faces placed on uh, that she would see in the mirror, um, old man's face, woman's face, a young child's face with pigtails, I believe she said, uh, and then like her face floating. So that was on Halloween. So the next night we decided to go up to Jesse's room again and try it again with just, you know, the four of us, four or five of us, I believe it was four or five. So uh, I was standing off to her right. She's sitting in front of this large mirror and the lights are off. There was somebody in the bed, but I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, and Gwen, who's like the caretaker of the house, is standing behind me. Um, I was standing next to my sister, just, you know, kind of protectively just watching to see, you know, what, if I could see the same thing she would see in the mirror. And I did see some very uh, noticeable changes in her face, um, different features being shown. Um, and I was calling these out as it was happening. So uh, Gwen behind me was taking pictures. So one of the pictures she noticed was the one that I had up with a face, and Whispers actually has this on the Facebook page if people are interested in seeing it, um, mm-hmm. is a face in the mirror. Oh, sorry, something's almost the hearing now if you heard that. Um, so uh, we looked at the picture. It looked like a face, but we knew that one of the volunteers, Becky, was sitting on the bed. Possibly could have been Becky. We, so we tried to recreate it, um, you know, just to see if it was her face. Mm-hmm. Gwen took many different pictures of Becky leaning in, looking in the mirror, um, and it was noticeably Becky. It was definitely Becky in the pictures of her face in the mirror. This face didn't look like anybody in the room. Becky was the only one on the bed. Um, this face looks like, we think, maybe a Native American male, um, but you can see it in two different ways. Um, so that was, um, it's like it's peeking you know, into the mirror, kind of looking, being curious to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people I noticed on the Facebook page on Whispers, you know, obviously they weren't there, so they don't know the circumstances around it, um, would think that it was somebody in the room. But just based on our pictures to try to debunk it and knowing what the people in the room looked like, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm going to say I, I think it's real. I, I don't think it was the girl that was on the bed. Um, mm. So that was, yeah, that was interesting. It's, it's funny because I just jumped on that 
that Facebook page because I had been looking at this picture earlier, and I am mm-hmm. seeing finally the face that you're referring to, which is on the left-hand mm-hmm. side of the mirror. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah, there's something funky there. That is yeah. that is kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, the interesting thing about it is, you, you know, you can't really tell if it's, you know, uh, par- pareidolia or, or uh, matrixing, basically, uh, it, it, it's, you know, there's something there. There's absolutely something there, but the question like is... like a face you know, to me. I know. Of course it was. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the whole idea of, of pareidolia and uh, matrixing, but yeah. I'm not saying that it isn't a face either. I'm just saying that's, uh, you know, that's, unfortunately, that's one of the things that happen when you have reflective uh, surfaces right. like that. Mirrors, windows... And so forth. Mm-hmm. That's why we see, get a lot of pictures of supposed ghosts in mirrors and pictures and windows. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. And I'm, just seeing her face okay. transform like that in the mirror too—that's uh, another reason why I think it might be legitimate. Because yeah, uh, it was her face was noticeably changing in the mirror, which is oh really? Uh, very, okay, that's uh, cool. Weird, you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you say, Jessica. You know, if you're not there, then it's 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 difficult to really judge on anything. Real, be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Of course, right. But uh, sure, it's definitely it's a cool picture. Uh, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons, you know, that I started this whole thing on the Whispers because of that picture. I wanted to know more about it and, and know more about this place. And I wasn't even aware it, that uh, right, Tim, yeah. Tim had, had, had uh, done the uh, ghost stalkers there. So that's kind of cool, too. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah, Tim told me um, back when I, I knew that um, they were going to um, be doing an episode there. I didn't know anything else associated with the show, though, of course. Um, and um, when it premiered, um, Tim uh, Weisberg, who's with The Legend Trip, uh, told me that um, you know they actually made that episode the premiere um, episode because of all the, the experiences that they had there. Chad, uh, not Chad, John, one of the hosts um, of the show, um, actually was scratched. So if you go back and watch that first episode, you'll see he was scratched in the house. Wow. Yeah, I have to go There's catch it on demand because now I'm really curious about it. <laughs> <laughs> My sister was actually giving the the tour flashlight tour with them one of the most recent scratches of the if you see it on the Facebook page of the woman's back of the woman's neck. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, long red scratch. She was That's giving that tour that night, and she said that happened in the the attic. Wow, that That's... is it's concerning. I mean, yeah, it's. It's you know it's awesome that they're recording all this paranormal activity in the house, but people are being injured. It's it's um, it's scary to me, you know. Yes, yes. I, we were obviously that was in the back of my mind when I was there. Um, nothing like that happened to me. Nothing like that has happened to my sister since she's been at the house. I know some of the other other volunteers have been scratched. Um, so mm. far, nothing there. We were actually going to to stay over the night. Um, stay the stay over. Um, there on uh, Saturday night, um, just you know, fall asleep there and just get up in the morning. But uh, we we didn't stay over. <laughs> we ended up going home. <laughs> I don't think I would sleep <laughs> there. <laughs> it's one thing staying up all night and doing events with a group of people, but to have everybody uh, go to sleep and try right. to sleep there wasn't right. Wasn't, uh, I, I mean, to do. it would be uh, one thing to stay there overnight, but to close my eyes and attempt to sleep, I don't think that would happen. <laughs> well, that's what she said. She said, you know, I, I, my sister said, I give tours in this room, and I tell people all the things that happen in here, and 
I'm now I'm supposed to sleep here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we we uh, we stayed at the Victorian Inn. Well, we did, but uh, they don't have quite the level. I like, oh, they get some nasty stuff there. That's a, an interesting place. But anyways, um, before I mean, we're running out of time. Anything else uh, exciting happened to you? I mean, uh, just while you were there in those two days? Uh, well, uh, we did some table tipping. Um, what's interesting that happens at um, the Whispers is when the volunteers do the table tipping there, the table actually moves, uh, mm-hmm. not just in place but it actually picks up and leaves the location that you're doing it at and moves to a whole different part of the house. Um, it, we had it start to move a little bit um, um, when I was there. We, we did a small session. Um, but um, other than that, I think uh, we, we did the Ouija board, too, in the dining room. Um, That's cool. And, yes, yes, and uh, Zozo, the phenomenon, came through with several, for several different people that night. Which, when you know, when you you know, research what that is about and what it's supposed to be, um, I just found it um, something to note, just because it came through for so many people, you know, while we were doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! The uh, we actually have a, a question for you in the chat room. You you see that in? Sure. Uh, well, Beth wants to know: Were you scared? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, not. <laughs> Not so much um, in some parts of the house or, um, say, with a group. And, you know, I've been to a bunch of different places, and the, some, the fear is something that you always have to face or deal with, you know, no matter where you go. Um, just because, uh, you know, you're a paranormal investigator doesn't mean that you're going to be fearless, you know, everywhere you go. Um, <laughs> so um, I was probably more scared in, on the second floor where Jesse and Rachel's room in the servants' quarters are um, than I was any other place in the house. I actually felt comfortable and fine in um, the attic in the, in the red room where the vortex is and um, Big Black's room, which is another thing that happens there, is this black entity that's caught on um, people's cameras in that certain room by Dr. John's room. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, the second floor, I was scared. I had to sit in Rachel's room for about 15 minutes myself looking into a mirror, and I was a little worried about what was happening behind me. My back was mm-hmm. in her room and, you know, right. in, in the room, the door closed. And um, it was a mm-hmm. little scary. It definitely was scary. Wow. Well, I hate to tell you this, Jessica, but that was the doorbell, which means pizza from the dead's here, so we've got to wrap it up. But I want to thank you uh, for taking time out of your schedule to uh, join us and, and retell your story of your experiences at the Whispers Estate. Mm. No problem. It was great to talk to you guys. Yeah. Thank Good you. Night. That was awesome. Thanks, Ron. Bye. Good night. Well, that was cool. Well, that sounds like quite the frightening place. I'm telling you, we should do a broadcast here, man. I'm telling you. I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to do it. I'd absolutely want to do it and go there, but I don't know. (laughs) I think you need to load up on holy water. We'll see if the blonde bombshell is brave beyond belief. I might not be. Steve Parsons might say, I told you so in this house, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, scary. Scary, but cool. Absolutely. So, anyways, uh, we have the live video broadcast coming up. Uh, it's not next week. It's on the 19th, November 19th, on, from EBC On TV. November 19th, and uh, that will be another one. Uh, you'll be actually be able to watch the show, which is adds a whole new dimension. 
Oh, you know it, man. Oh, and listen, before we go, we want yeah. to uh, wish our producer, Karina, a happy Karina. birthday. It's her birthday tomorrow. Yep, Karina. So, Karina, I'm sorry. Karina, Karina. Like, Karina, Karina. All but right. anyways, so. It's tunes. We got to go. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you again next week. Yep. Good night. God bless. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.